0: Welcome
1: audience, so excited. My first show on food, Forty on Food. Uh, my name's Forty Mazzoni, I'm a chef, I'm a restaurateur, and I'm a proud presenter on Gay SA Radio. As from today, the our first food show. And I have two gay icons here today to help me discuss food. And uh, firstly, I want to introduce you to Wenchi. Wenchi, also known as Wenchi Nocturnal, person with 87 zillion followers on Instagram, and very much an icon in the gay community and of course just one of those people that are uh, very very important every social event you go to you find wenchie there surrounded by lots and lots of handsome gay men so i thought we better put a on this radio station, talk about food. How's it?
2: Thank you, Paul That's lovely.
1: Are you here? Are you, like, present?
2: I am totally present in the moment.
1: Because you like, coughing and splattering. It was
2: just a small cough. Let's not make it all over the place.
1: Because our other guest is Ruben van He's also got a thirteen infection. He just came back from... He did
2: it all over the place, though. No, you know, he
1: did it gay. He's just come back from the Mr. Gay International... Which was held in Cape Town. So we are a bit suspicious about his 13th. That's fish. just showing
2: off, by the
1: way. Yes. <laughs> and we think, we think both of you have a for the same reason, frankly. Um, we're just putting it out there.
2: No, no. Okay.
1: We are here to talk about food, about exciting trends. I know Ruben has to shoot back to Joburg and we in Pretoria. So, um, Ruben, what is exciting you in the food scene at the moment in Joburg? And not that you know stuff about food apart from. Me and you being
0: fairly large individuals, who enjoy our food, yeah. So what, what is exciting? I think what I'm excited about in Jo'burg is that Melville seems to be on the apple. Is Melville on that? There's definitely quite a few new establishments. Yeah. One of my favorite new places is Barbita, which many people would remember as the old Barbita from many years ago in Yeovil.
2: I've heard about the transition.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. The guy that used to own the old uh, Barbita, I think, left South Africa, traveled all over the world and came back. Mm -hmm. and him and his four best friends decided to buy up the buildings at the top end of 7th Street and literally build a beautiful courtyard at the back that they share, which I think is a very unusual concept for restaurants, Mm -hmm. to share a courtyard between four different restaurants. Very cute. And, and you you know, that's very much a growing
1: international. Oh, really? I didn't know. And, you know, listeners, I just want you to know that uh, nothing is paid for on this show. And this show is literally about the truth and about what we think. It's not sponsored. Yeah. Everything is, we're going to just tell it the way it is. And so I think that's, uh, that's exciting. I, mean, I just got back from Lisbon. And in Lisbon, what they've done is in the center of the main market of Lisbon, they've just cleared out a whole area. And they have all the important restaurants of Lisbon have a pop-up restaurant in the middle of the market making two dishes. And they all share the space. So you can have one dish from one restaurant, one dish from another restaurant, one dish from another restaurant, all fantastic. in small little sort of tapasy portions at very un-tapas-y prices, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah. And you sit down in the middle in the middle of this working market and you sit and have this fantastic meal. It's a really cool concept. I, I hope this comes to South Africa soon. And Wench, what, what about you? What's exciting you?
2: I uh, also novel. Um, although the Countess has been there for quite some time. I have been for the first time, well, first time a few times lately. Um, they do, a okay, I'm not into health food, as we can see by my hips. They do a onion ring mixed with, with cheese and bacon and deep fried. And it retails at like 50 bucks or something. But it's a massive onion ring. And it's very
1: exciting. It's oh, all orgasmic. Charlie. I mean, should we be talking about this to a gay audience? So, you know, totally. I mean, are you looking at the Shots. covers of these magazines? You don't look like that when you uh, eat
2: onion rings. I, with- have, I have more gay followers than straight followers, and um, we all eat. Hmm. Oh. And just like straight and gay, we don't all look like that.
1: <laughs> no, no, this I'm talking about this person on the cover, <laughs> the gay pages. Yeah, no,
2: that person needs a hamburger.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. Well, I don't know if he needs a hamburger because if you look there, he's got quite an impressive package which doesn't need any onion rings. Yeah, no,
2: I will believe that when it's off. Yeah, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for the sake of the audience that have just uh, tuned in now, his name is Zane Rudolf sale. if you want to.
2: I think we're Facebook friends. Sorry about that, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, my
0: word. The okay. other place
2: which has really excited me, um, and this ties in with the contest at, in Melbourne, is Truffles. Um, I think it's Truffles on the Park. Have you been there? No. It's in Santon, close to Sutton Holiday Inn. There's okay. a public park there, and... They've opened a restaurant in this public park, but a high-end restaurant, fantastic food. The risotto is second to yours. Yours remains my favorite.
1: Are you saying that because you're on the radio with me, or do you? No, the I, I said it because I mean, I, we, we're I, talking the truth, here. Huh?
2: No, I would try to tell you if it sucked. Yeah. I mean, I well, that's would good because did.
1: honestly, if you told it, it was better than mine, I would have had to tell <laughs> you the fact of it straight away. I know, and
2: I would have. And I would have yeah. fucked off very flamboyantly, okay, nicely. Yeah, but but no, it is it is a if, if you're not going to drive to Forties, which really is the best risotto. Truffles in Joburg is amazing. Yeah,
1: I went down to go and see Pacelli in Cape Town at V, which, by the way, is hugely impressive development. Wow, what a space! Really, really nice. And uh, I was interested to see that at uh, at Valdivi that Ruben has just opened mm. a new restaurant. And uh, unfortunately, mm. I wasn't able to get to see it myself, but. Um, Apparently, I mean, I was speaking to uh, my friends just down the state. The food is sensational, really, really good. So, that's just a nice turnaround that you have your own estate restaurant. Ruben is your estate restaurant, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. And um, and then the next day, I went to eat at Terroir on Clan Azalza, the Broughton restaurant,
0: Michael so, Broughton store.
1: Yeah, um, it was a nice experience, um, actually, a little bit of a mixed experience. A very, very expensive. Cheapest starter, 155 bucks. Average price of the main cost 320 bucks. in the restaurant is paper serviettes. That wasn't cool. No, never cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm being honest here. I mean, you don't expect to see a paper serviette in a restaurant. I'm not paying,
2: that, paying
1: that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't cool. However, that being said, the food was very, very nice. However, for SA Top 10 restaurants, didn't like blow my hair back, but it was good. And uh, but the yeah, certain things jarred. Um, crappy toilet, um,
2: ply of toilet paper, very important,
1: you know. And, <coughs> and, well, and
2: after the circuit. to be honest with you, I
1: didn't get to the loo paper, I just looked at the loo, but yeah, okay. but uh, the um, yeah, the paper survey jarred a bit, I must say, and mm. uh, and also not nice glassware, clunky glassware
2: that knocks it down for me, regardless. Yeah, of
1: silly things. I thought that uh. And, and, you know, then, uh, immediately after the meal, he took his whole staff outside and was having this very intense staff meeting with him, which I love to see. I love to see chefs that really talk to their staff and, and discuss things. And I could see the passion. Now, he's a passionate guy. Michael Porden's a passionate man. And I, I wish I could have just gone up to him and said to him, uh, listen, um, you know, this is what you need, in my opinion, for what it's worth, you need to do this and this and this should, should be fixed. But maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Because, He's still in the top ten, so he's there. So obviously people are, are enjoying it and, and loving it. It was yeah, you know, it was a good experience, albeit uh, quite expensive, I think, for oh. what we had. I think Cape Town restaurants are overpriced generally. Not you know, all I, Cape Town restaurants. I don't know. I've i had some very good value <coughs> in Cape Town and and uh, and especially in France. There's some, there's some good value. I mean if you, have you been to Lamotte? Yes. yes. I, I mean Lamotte is outstanding value for money. I mean, that's a proper five star establishment. Oh. Food is astonishingly good. Service levels are right up there, beautiful dining room, beautiful crockery, beautiful cutlery, beautiful napiery, and, and very okay. totally open, spotless kitchen, and of course just done with that taste, and, and uh, what I love about that room is that uh, it's, it's designed, even though it's recently built, it's designed to look like it always was there, but it's not done in a kitchen. It just mm. fits in. It's just wonderful. So those wonderful
2: that's, the details count. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. But no, that was and, in the detail. and I tell you, the food, uh, the meal, uh, we had really good wine. By the way, they sell their wines from the estate. They're really cheap, so which is uh, uh, to be expected. It's mm. on Lamotte, so And believe me, those are excellent wines. So I was quite happy to drink them. And uh, so we started with a bottle of the top MCC. We moved on to a bottle of good wine. And we ate really well. And the, I think we paid 300 a head for everything. Mm. So I thought That's that was rubbish. exceptional. <laughs> You'll
2: you be know. back.
1: I'll be back. Yeah. And then the sister restaurant down the road, which is uh, run by my very good friend, Peter De Jager, who I really, really believe to be the finest young chef in South Africa. And that's genuinely from my heart. He's just such a passionate guy. And they are unfortunately only open for lunch. I mean, I cannot understand why that restaurant does not open for dinner. Sorry, Peter, I have to say this, because I know you love spending time with your kids and, and that in the evening. But what a wonderful restaurant. And so it's got this great big harvest table, which you just uh, select off. And then there's two or three main course dishes that you walk up. So they've got like these beautiful pork bellies and chickens and done on the spit. And then they heap it on, really generous portions, 150, 180 Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, just really good value. And, and wines by the glass from like 30 to 50 Rand, whatever. And so you could really try a whole lot of different wines. Really nice mm-hmm. experience, yeah. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Franshoek itself is changing rapidly. I see all new buildings up in Franshoek again, but all new buildings all over Joburg as well. Everywhere you look is a crane. Yes. And then here in Pretoria as well. If you drive out east, men and main area, cranes everywhere. So… Um,
2: what more can they add there?
1: Yeah, I'm going to tell you what about after we take this little break for music. Um, I just wanted to thank uh, Ruben just for uh, popping in to say hi. We, we just did a, we just recorded a motoring show with uh, the motoring guru here. But I'm always interested to hear what he's got to say about who he loves going out, is Ruben. Ruben is a social butterfly.
0: Just before we forget, yeah. but up in part of Sea Point now, which yeah. is towards Bantry Bay, yes, yeah. there's major revival amongst that whole strip. yes. Yeah. So it's great just to stroll and wow. to see everything. I mean, we even found a fancy dress shop. <laughs> uh, so I mean, seriously, guys. Uh, if you want to go doll up on your latest and greatest gold outfits, you know where to go. I can't remember the place, but it's glitter galore and it's fun food. It's well priced. It's not Cape John prices. Mm-hmm. So we were actually also with all of us strolling around that area with the Mr. World people, Mr. Um, mm-hmm. Gay World. Uh, it was quite. It, it was just. I think they were all very surprised as well because of the ease with it, which you can walk and find everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. like Melbourne, yeah. You're a mobile fan, eh? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I think most of our <laughs> i on the
2: weekend. <laughs>
1: most of the lessons very obvious because, of course, Ruben was the head judge. You see, uh, uh-huh. you know, having to judge all the beefcake, tough job, mm-hmm. eh? Yes. somebody's got to
2: do it. you yes, got to I take one from I'm, I'm actually
1: waiting for my. I'm waiting for my sort of invitation to judge those because I really believe I've got the straight eye for the queer guy. So. You know, maybe she'd like just call
0: me in as a guest judge just to look at appropriate. No, absolutely. I mean, the way you did a perfect assessment of um, our cover boy's package. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, as I said, as I said I'm not, actually I'm not saying uh,
2: any further. No, but <laughs> <know>. <laughs> all right.
1: Awesome. We're going to go to music. Thanks, Thanks very much for coming, Ruben. Okay, cheers. Okay, listeners, okay. we're back. This is a very long piece of music because unfortunately we had Ruben saying goodbye to the nocturnal here, and they were having a discussion about Joburg Pride, which took 15 minutes and then you had to kick him out of the studio.
2: <laughs> it was all good.
1: Oh my god, do you ever stop talking? Up to me? That's why we put no. you on the show, I think, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's no off button, sorry.
1: There's no off button. So tell me a bit about uh, Jovic Pride. What is it like?
2: Jovic Pride is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's also awesome because I have VIP treatment, but that's separate. Um, Jovic Pride includes everybody. It is in an awesome venue at Melrose Arch. And um, this is a strange topic for a food show.
1: It is. But, I mean, you know, this is, this is gay radio. So we talk about everything. But let's then refocus back on food. You we were saying it was very exciting that uh, what's going on in Cape Town. we are seeing the revamp of the Seapoint area. We're talking about the revamp of Melville. So um, you spend a lot of time in Melville?
2: I, I wouldn't say a lot of time, but more time than I have in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is a good sign.
2: Which is a good sign. I, I enjoy it. I've always enjoyed it. Hmm. It's got um, that arty vibe still. Uh, Uber has taken a lot of the parking problems away, hmm. although 27 boxes at, on, in Melville helps a lot with parking. Hmm. Um, so it's become more accessible. Hmm. But if you go in the evening, definitely Uber. Hmm. Um,
1: I've Last time I was in Melville, which was… Uh, it's, uh,
2: 400 what? years ago?
1: No, no, not. No. Uh, hmm. yeah, sort of a year and a half ago, I went to a book launch. For a wonderful cookbook at that wonderful um, I love books. bookstore Yes, and um, I was there with um, Caroline, my fantastic butcher Caroline, and um, I must say it was the book launch itself was lovely, but um, Melvin looked a little tat.
2: I think some parts of it look more than others. Yeah, um, I think there's still a big problem with um, beggars. Mm. On the roads, which makes it uncomfortable, mm. which is why I prefer the Uber option, so I can stop, get in the restaurant, and get out. Yeah, I would. It's no longer a place. Well, I don't know if it's ever been a place that I would amber along the streets.
1: Yeah, so you're not going to amble around Marvel, but I must tell you that I then took the lovely Caroline out for dinner at the Leopard, which was very cool. We had very cool food there. I must What say. did you have? Um, it was really different. It was unusual. I was going through one of my vegetarian phases, and
2: I'm so sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah. No, I, Are I you just better I, now? I was just, no, yes, <laughs> much better. I was just I was just feeling in the mood for vegetarian food, and she made very interesting food, and it was uh, not the usual boring shot. And Look, and
2: vegetarian at the moment is is like the thing.
1: It's the growing trend. Fifteen percent of restaurants customers. I
2: think I read a higher stat this morning. Well, in South
1: Africa, 15% of restaurant customers are vegetarian. And obviously, I mean, I've put a whole vegan page on my menu, an entire page of vegan food and also vegetarian foods. We have many because, and and this is the honest truth, I have so many customers there at the casino that are Indian, Mm -hmm. uh, that are Hindu. Um, climate, obviously, yeah. you've got to be… Um,
2: You're not halal and kosher. Yeah, I'm not,
1: I, I'm not halal or kosher certified, but I'm very sensitive to those mm. demands. But, you know, specifically for the vegetarian food, that's very important to be vegetarian for the Indian community. And, mm. of course, for the health community. I mean, there are just so many vegans out there. People that, that don't I eat I think
2: clean eating along with the vegeta- that mm. I think sort of feeds the vegetarian part, mm. is huge at the moment. And
1: ethical eating. Yes. Yeah, because I mean factory farming is catastrophic.
2: You have that and you've got the list of fish and you have
1: Yeah, the sassy. <laughs> the sustainable seafood industry. Yes.
2: Yeah. And you've got all of that happening. So mm. taking all of that into account, restaurants cannot but oh, and then of course you have everybody that's alert to everything. Yeah. From yeah, which is milk mostly to nonsense. Yeah, but I'm not going to say that because a lot of my friends...
1: No, no, no my it's God. mostly nonsense. It's not true. It's people that choose to stay away from those things. They're not allergic to them. They choose to stay away. Sorry, this is me speaking as the somebody. um them.
2: I was in Swellendam for the launch of the um, winter school, which is happening um, for the months of May, June, July, and August. And basically it's... Well, I'll just to tell you a little bit about it. It's not a school as such. It is the residents of Swellendam doing courses... By themselves, be it, I attended a food course, so there's anything from horses and harmony to vegetarians and pottery, and you name it they've got it sure and um the restaurants there I was so impressed with
1: they got excellent restaurants
2: it was amazing i mean this this one restaurant we went to, which looked like from the outside just looked like pizza we're going to get pizza you know it's these people made an entire table of just vegetarian options and that, oh, word that, that word that sounds like Presbyterian to me, what uh-huh. is that word?
1: Vegetarian.
2: Not vegetarian, it starts with a P. Oh,
1: uh, okay, I'm not even going to go
2: there. Yes, well, I immediately said I was Church of England, although I'm not Church of England, yes. because it just sounded hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, afterwards, that night, I actually went and I read what it was, and it just sounded so pompous to me, so I, I just wrote that off. Yes. But. This lady went and researched all these – I mean, we were 16 people and there was eight different food choices among 16 media. Yeah. And this woman went and she served everybody and I was it's so proper. impressed. It's attention to I detail. I was so impressed. But,
1: but just as a general rule, I think that uh, a vegetarian and vegan food is very important. And, I mean, I think, you know, being in mind we're on the gay radio station, I think that I see a higher proportion of vegetarian eating in the gay community for the health aspects.
2: Generally more more health conscious, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a a crowd of gay clients that come very – lovely human beings and uh, very pretty guys good looking boys and uh, well, I stay can, in if, I, if
2: I was to be I, I'd be into the bear community I'm not sure they do as much salad oh, as the rest okay. give me a big berry man instead
1: oh, there we go you mean like, <laughs> a bit like me really yeah you're okay. just missing some hair okay um,
2: <laughs> not yeah
1: okay so um, this is a big trend this vegan no, vegetarianism is. and yeah I'm totally with it and then of course uh, you know South Africa is 50 percent vegetarian, but uh, in the rest of the world, it's a far higher percentage. Mm. I mean, in certain countries, it's almost exclusively vegetarian, so yeah, it's a trend we must follow.
2: I think it makes a nice change for people who do eat like that. Jokes aside, my sister was here from the US, she lives in Florida, and she pretty much eats vegetarian, does her yoga, very health Mm. conscious. Holistic. And when she was here for a month, she found it horrific that we don't have coconut water in our restaurants. Yeah, Um, she. I mean, we went out for lunch every single day that she was here for a month, and she was so sick of being presented with a Greek salad. Yeah. This is our option. You can Ordinary. have mash. You can have mashed pumpkin and spinach.
1: Hmm.
2: And this and this, this is going. I'm not speaking about going to the spur here. I'm talking about proper I, restaurants. I, I,
1: I'm frankly surprised to hear that because I. Um, well, I have a very good choice of vegetarian food and uh, I know that uh, a lot of my friends in restaurants have really, really good uh, selections of vegetarian food. So, But yes, I think that um, that it does take a restaurateur with a bit of individualism, passion. Vision. And, and vision. I mean, but, you know, as that being said, I've been to franchise stores that have decent vegetarian choices. Tasha's has a decent Tash's
2: vegetarian choice. as well, but
1: Tasha's is uh, an all-round good restaurant, I yeah. think. No, it does. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I, I personally have this pet hatred of franchise stores. I mean, they, I, they yeah. not. But Tasha certainly is for me an exception. They, they really the stores are, are very well run and the mm. menus are nice and balanced. And
2: alcohol's uh, a bit expensive,
1: but. We're not going to talk about money here, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I think, um, I enjoy Tash's.
2: No, no, I don't mind food. Tash's. Um, yeah, it's a for the and lovely, nice,
1: nice environment. Lovely mm.
2: place, spot to to mm. look at people,
1: mm.
2: which I enjoy.
1: So, I mean, and the reason why I introduced this fact of uh, the franchise restaurant is that I believe genuinely another trend that we see in South Africa, which is starting now to go counter what the established trend was was we were literally seeing in South Africa the death of the independent restaurant, which was something which was causing a great of concern for me. But in the last year or year and a half, because of the economic cataclysm that's befallen all industries. True. I mean, it's, uh, I got friends of mine in the car industry that are shitting themselves. Regardless it's of absolutely all catastrophic. Is everywhere dumb. you turn, there's, uh, there's motor dealerships closing down. And then, of course, uh, restaurant industry, same story. So what is happening? It's You're getting a a very distinctive separating of the chaff from the wheat, Mm -hmm. and you're seeing really the rise again of the restaurant that's driven by somebody, uh, the personality, you know, the… Person I personally love that. Yeah,
2: I uh, would. That, that's why, for me personally, I I support small business
1: absolutely um, and
2: in in any way that I can. If I can use somebody who's working for themselves, have a vision for themselves, and regardless of industry, I would much rather use that person
1: mm. than what I'd go to a chain or. Well, I mean, let's let's see the manifestation of that on the ground at the moment. Is that. You're actually seeing shrinkage in the franchise market, oh. where you see, um, you know, the the McDonald's of these worlds shrinking down, uh, Starbucks realizing they've made a mistake coming to South Africa, Krispy Kreme pulling out. All these. Um so if I'll miss so their drops. kind of if operations. they went
2: somewhere I'll miss their press drops because I do enjoy oh. them. I know you were gonna no. pull that face. Yeah. but Sure says
1: purple hair.
2: they should know that.
1: So um <laughs> they just came
2: out with a salted caramel that I haven't tried.
1: Yeah. You know, but it's what I'm talking about eyes. here is is really you're seeing the growth again of the individual restaurants. So um here, for example, in Pretoria I see like a really a real rebirth in independent restaurants. So we've got um, uh, restaurants, uh, independent restaurants that are already doing very well. So the mosaic of this mm. world, which is a SA top ten restaurant, fantastic, oh,
2: amazing.
1: fantastic, fantastic, fantastic restaurant yes. where the food is just of international. I mean, Michelin star quality, Definitely. Michelin star service, best sommeliers. I mean, the sommelier uh, uh, Moses there is just absolutely remarkable.
2: He's a nice guy. Too. So,
1: you see, what's happening is even the owners but, but themselves are not also, the characters.
2: There. No, that's probably just going to mm. say. I mean, Moses in himself is a character. Exactly.
1: And, and that draws
2: you to it. it because we like what's familiar to us,
1: right? Well, I, That's the thing I, I enjoy about my own restaurant is that um, I have characters who work for me. So, mm. I mean, people come in and if people ask for uh, Christiana or for, for Mark Farley or for my daughter, it makes me perfectly happy. I'm quite happy to see people ignore me and go to them because that's the whole idea. People well, I just think come that's fantastic. attached to the personality. So mm. you've got this mosaic, which is why you've got Famia, mm. which is really, um, unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to eat there yet. I've tried to book four times, and each time they tell me they're full. And whoever it is that's answering the phone needs some serious telephone training because it seems to, they take great relish in telling you that <laughs> I, I, I hate turning people away and, like, I apologize profusely because you know, I often have to turn people away. But can I make another appointment for you? Can yes. I? What have you? And this guy says, we're full. And all this, so, it's just a, like that. Yeah, but, but the way it oh, I just, yeah. You know, well, after today, they are going to find telephone, now, that telephone at once. training, telephone training, people. Okay. <laughs> But um, everyone I know who's been there is, and, and including people I really respect, are telling me the same story of food, astonishingly good. Um, service really tops, fantastic mm. selection of wine. Obviously, it's a fixed menu, nine courses, and, and obviously driven very much by the chef. How do you feel about
2: the nine courses or the five courses well, I mean,
1: it's, kind of concept? It, it's, that's the choice you make when you go to a place like that. You've got to expect it and uh, so it's not maybe the food you're going to eat every single day, but I, I think it's a special event restaurant, and it's tiny and it's very, very special so hmm. and it's localvoran, you know everything is grown on the premises, so I think that's what you realize. That's also
2: a lovely trend
1: absolutely, very, very big trend. I Do mean you think I everything actually green yeah, look I, mean, I don't
2: see you growing anything aty- at all. No, I got a it. little
1: bit upset because I went to a restaurant in inner Johannesburg the other day that shall remain nameless. Um, no
2: Mabining
1: for you then? No, no, not, it actually wasn't in Mabining.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: And um, the guy made a big fuss all over his menu about nothing here comes from more than 150 Ks uh, from the restaurant. That which could be was,
2: anywhere.
1: No, but it was complete nonsense also. I, I just wanted to show him the items on his menu that came from significantly further than that, but... But I felt like telling you, well, you're teaching your grandmother how to suck eggs. You know, we've been doing this at, at my restaurant and others of my colleagues for many, many years now. I mean, that's the whole concept. It's only of
2: impressive food. if you're telling me this is my, my farm, this is my state, this is my whatever, and we mm. grow everything locally, we source it locally. Then I find it impressive. No, and no. I, and then you're empowering the people around you and your community. That I find impressive. Telling me, I source things not further than one hundred and fifty k is it's going to do nothing
1: yeah, and I think that uh, just
2: leave that off his speech completely
1: yeah it was, uh, it, was it was very nonsense. very gauche yeah it was uh, no, it was a bit much, but uh, in any case, any restaurant that's seriously worth his salt will try and use local producers because that's uh part and practice of getting good. Material, good base material for your Absolutely. restaurant. Absolutely,
2: and you can taste uh, the difference. Yeah, of
1: course you can. So that was uh, that is an interesting trend, but also one I think that's become a bit corny, cliche, and overused. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to some music that's not corny, cliche, or overused. <laughs> and I'm sure our music producer, at the station has selected something appropriately foodie. So let's go to music.
2: Perfectly foodie, I'd love to hear that. And we are
1: back. We're here with a nocturnal wenchie looking resplendent in this wonderful purple hair. And she's mm-hmm. just launched a new range of shirts, which I'm actually going to ask her for one for myself, because they are mm-hmm. allegedly for ladies, but it says African hips don't lie. And I certainly have a very impressive pair of hips. There you um, go. Yeah, snaky hips. Uh, I shall
2: have told. to organize one at once. Okay.
1: And uh, we're talking about what's new and what's happening in food. And we've been talking about locavorium, We've been talking about vegetarianism. We've been talking about the rise of the independently run restaurant. And again, so, but it's uh, an interesting phenomenon because the other thing that it's paired with is that we're seeing also fine dining change. And what I mean by that is that uh, the very starchy, formal, fine dining mm-hmm. is uh, on the wane, and what is happening in its place now i'm going to give you a very good example right now is what is happening in this is fine dining from the aspect of fantastic hospitality, beautiful surroundings, but less pretentiousness, less starchyness
2: wonderful yeah
1: less less formality and and uh, we were talking about Lamotte earlier. And uh, I know that at Lamotte they've undergone a radical transformation, where they've changed the menu from distinctly fine dining to something more traditionally African. So they're dealing with African cuisine and South African cuisine in particular.
2: Look, I think there's a difference between African and South African. Yes, yeah, sure.
1: no, no. Well, I mean, what they're dealing with is is uh, dishes which they've picked up from old ship sea logs, and then also traditional Khoisan dishes and. It's a, it's a very interesting concept that they're working on, but the point I'm making is that they're moving away from that starchy fine mm. dining thing. And if you look at the very top restaurants in South Africa, I think that the fine dining thing is uh, they have moved away from that, Test Kitchen being the perfect example, yeah. relaxed feel. I think Terroir took it one step too far by giving me a paper serviette last week. The uh, um but. But yeah, I think that uh, the sort of more relaxed feel is something that's uh, very important. And uh, the funny thing is is that uh, fine dining in this country was associated with people not wanting to go to those restaurants because they were made to feel patronized. And, um, but I think
2: that's, that's something um, that you especially in your restaurant has overcame so beautifully, mm-hmm. where you are able to serve a nine-course meal without the pretense. Yeah. And I think if more restaurants adapted that to their own style and what you described in the beginning of the beautiful atmosphere, the rich characters. If the fine dining part rolls off the plate and onto the whole establishment. Well
1: I mean I think the fine that dining is just part is beautiful. I think South Africans are under a huge misconception of what fine dining necessarily entails. Because in their mind, fine dining entails you going to a restaurant that you feel slightly intimidated by. Yes, and did and you wear the to, right shoe? Did you wear the right and, – and you're being served by a person that looks like he's got a small smell under his nose <laughs> yes. and the smell is emanating from you and <laughs> is, is doing you a favor of seating you at the restaurant and you're worried about which fork and knife you're going to use and so on. Yes. When – if you go overseas and eat a lot at Michelin-star restaurants, which I'm very privileged in my life to be able to do, you're just showing
2: of off it. now again. I
1: am, uh, but you know, my my one indulgence in life, and thank goodness that I'm in a position to be able to do so, is that I I, I don't spend, you eat good food. I eat good food, and uh, I I eat out at the best restaurants I can possibly afford to in Europe. And the one thing you learn about going out to find dining restaurants, so-called fine dining restaurants, and certainly Michelin star restaurants, which are considered to be the sort of recognition, is that the emphasis is on super hospitality. So it's not making you feel intimidated or patronized. It's making you feel as if you're coming home to old family. Yes. And they just can't do enough for you. And... They, But they never, ever overstep that barrier of being over-familiar. Don't yeah. make that mistake. Because over-familiarity is a big problem that I've encountered in lots of South African restaurants, where people come up to you and call you guys and so on and so which
2: I, uh, that's uh, not, you know, it's not working or, for me. Or much. when, the, you know, the person who's running the restaurant comes and you want to enjoy your meal and because you've been there many times, they mm-hmm. pull up a chair and may sit there for half an hour, that's, no, not, that's not what I'm looking top, for.
1: It's uh, totally encroaching on the customer barrier. And uh, that's that's not acceptable. There's nothing wrong with having a five minute chat with customers. No, no,
2: no. Also, knowing their favorite
1: table, knowing their favorite drink—all that is so
2: important. The the details in anything,
1: yeah, in
2: love, life, and everything else is in the details.
1: So what you know, I think that uh, the important thing to note is what are people looking for? People are looking for recognition. So if a guy's coming to your restaurant and he's got some important business clients. And you walk in, you know his name, you tell him, uh, Madam, Sir, your usual table, you make sure you know his favorite drink, you immediately
2: elevate his confidence. You've elevated his confidence, it you've is. made him
1: look good in front and of and, his And speaker.
2: it's not the thing is that there's that fine line Absolutely. between being pretentious about it and, and, and just embracing the person. Yeah,
1: so it's keeping the distance which is required for being quite enjoy super that. hospitable.
2: That is so nice.
1: Yeah. no, and, and without overstepping the line, that's very important.
2: There is a line.
1: Absolutely. And, but that's the thing about this, this overseas uh, visit and uh, the, the latest visit where I had the privilege of eating at Don Alfonso, which is, um, you know, it's a three Michelin star establishment. It's just they made you feel super, super extra plus welcome. You leave there and you like floating Maybe on a little cloud. that's the fine part, right? Yeah, and and you know it gives as you leave and you've you've had a meal which would cost you just pretty much almost a person's average salary, but. Mm-hmm but they give you a bottle of olive oil which is grown in the olive grove next to the farm and a copy of the menu and you get to meet the chef and the chef is a lovely person and the wife of the owner there and she's hysterical. The granny and, loves you. Well, but she's, she's not a granny she's a, <laughs> she's a woman of like 65 but she's like super glam, she's dressed in platform Prada high heels in it. gold and like a shiny gold belt and the pants are just slightly too tight but it was hysterical it was just super What a wonderful, what a a great experience. I think we
2: need a show called Travels for the 40s. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and and it was just this whole thing of the individually run establishment. And so, you know, in Pretoria, for example, you're seeing a real growth amongst the individual restaurants. So if one thinks of tapas or Spanish uh, food, then automatically, you're going to think in Pretoria, for example. You're going to think about Culture Club, which is run by these two crazy, wonderful people. I and like crazy people. Yeah, and and isn't it wonderful? You just walk in there, deny you, Your whole staff know you. And if you feel like a really good cup of coffee and a lovely breakfast, you can go to Aroma, and the family run the place. And the son is a the delightful human being, and he cares about his customers. Or you go to Spout, which is a converted. Container, oh, a, shop, a shipping container, which has the most incredible little coffee, and and a slightly foreboding owner. Veronica is <laughs> very serious. She's a very serious lady, but once you understand that's her personality and that she's actually very seriously wanting you to have a, a very time. seriously good coffee and a very seriously good breakfast made out of quality ingredients, then you, you know you'll. the fact that, or well, forgive the fact, she doesn't smile very often. Yeah, but, well, but well, she's
2: got her... She's concerns, a character. No, she's a character. That's a character in itself.
1: <laughs> yeah. and so, And then, you know, I, I think that the best Indian food in South Africa, never mind Pretoria, is also at Pride of India. It's a completely yeah. individually run store. And again, you know, Mitch has a fantastic personalities, personality plus. And that is what drives it. You know, he decides the food for you. He decides wine for you, and you listen to Mitch, you know, and you'll have a good experience.
2: And you'll have like, I'll have whatever you're suggesting, Mm -hmm. because the person has taken note of what you've had in the past. I don't know how you do it, Mm -hmm. but you do, you take notes, and Mm -hmm. mentally, and that person didn't like sitting by the window last time, and there was, and just all those little details can make any Mm -hmm. dining experience so special. And actually,
1: talking of individually run restaurants, something that's really wonderful in Cape Town. And, uh, and especially in Pretoria is, uh, for example, in Pretoria, there's uh, a wonderful Greek restaurant called Prosopa Prosopa, which means faces. And the owner Dino, what a lovely fellow. And he knows every single client's name by heart. I love that. I love that when you walk in there, it's got this little fireplace, cool looking restaurant. And sometimes the kids are there and his mom is there in the kitchen. And I, I love that kind of feel. It just feels like you're coming home.
2: There's, yeah. a, there's a restaurant in Robertsham in um, Johannesburg, Geno's. Yes. We've just been there forever. It is amazing. Isn't that
1: a wonderful I place? I love
2: that place. I, yeah. I've, I've been going there since before I had... Kevin, which is like 26 years ago.
1: Yeah, and, and proper pizza. Hey, really it
2: is pizza. so cool.
1: Yeah, and they churn them out like nobody's business.
2: And it's, un- it's totally unpretentious. The food is excellent. Mm. You come back time and time again, and you have that moment in the kitchen feel. Mm. And sometimes you actually crave I, – I personally I crave that.
1: Okay, well, we, while we think about individual food, let's have to charge some individual music for this next little break. So uh, we'll come back to you and we'll carry on and, and about these wonderful individual restaurants. And we're back. We're talking about uh, individually run restaurants and we're talking about the in- importance of personalities. The beautiful nocturnal wenchie here with us in the studio and uh, telling us about Gino's and Robert and in Johannesburg. And uh, we were talking about pizza. And I must just tell you that um, one of my very, very good friends is uh, Chef David Higgs, really one of my best friends in the world and a lovely human being. And uh, I must just tell you, I drive 62 Ks to go and eat pizza at Saint. It is <laughs> the best pizza in South Africa, bar none.
2: And what makes it the best for you?
1: Well, for a start, his ovens are from Naples. Yeah. He starts, his staff have been trained up in Naples. He uses the proper flour, uses proper cheese, and very simple ingredients. So, unfortunately, uh, young David has got certain pizzas on the menu which... If he visited Naples, would cause them to want to arrest him? Are we mentioning pineapple? Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately, I I don't think he has one. Actually, pineapple.
2: There are several other ingredients
1: that would be able to cause him serious bodily harm if he visits Naples. However, if uh, one is a pizza purist, and really, I'm a pizza purist, as you know, I'm a pizza fanatic. But um, you can go to David and have a proper pizza margarita, which is really—I know that people are not going to believe me if I tell them—but as good as what you'd get in Naples. And unfortunately, a lot of South Africans don't truly understand Neapolitan pizza, and they've had they, their lives have been seriously affected and destroyed, ruined. ruined actually, yes, ruined by having pizza from other places. Which I'm not is, sure
2: if those places can be called pizza. Uh,
1: I'm not. I'm not even going to go into that uh, that proposition. But uh, David has created a pizza there, which is as good as the best you get in Naples, or, or on that level. And, wow, what a great experience. And he does an amazing octopus stew as a starter, which is out of this world. And what a great dining room. What I have a for, great dining
2: room. What makes it great for you?
1: Well, for, for a start, he has projectors that project the Sistine Chapel on the ceiling.
2: Okay, that's Or sure.
1: sky lines. Or, and, you know, me as a gadget freak you know, my other show my in my other life is I'm a motoring journalist and I love um, talking about cars and gadgets. And he has... You know, he has two restaurants at the moment. He has this wonderful Saint and he has wonderful Marble. Both are wonderful mm. restaurants. But uh, in Marble Restaurant, he has vivid speakers. Now, if you are like me, a person that gets a raging, raging hard on just by looking at speakers, he has speakers. I might want to
2: see somebody about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: 100,000 rand per speaker, like floating around the restaurant, to play the music so every time I sit in this restaurant and I'm like bored with my company, I just look up at the speakers. So very, very cool. Very cool. Cool restaurant. <laughs> I, I must so, tell
2: you, the best um, dining room for me at the moment is um, Travels on the Park in Santon. I must try this restaurant. You must go there. Yeah. I, will, I will introduce it to Joseph. And okay, what I'm going to I'm gonna do it. is I'm going
1: to come through one Tuesday. After they're, this they're show.
2: They're on Mondays and Tuesdays. What? Wednesdays to Sundays.
1: I'm going to have to take it They off.
2: have a living wall of almost 300 individually, oh, you can almost say nurtured plants. And it's all done electronically, measuring. You would love Melodynean. it. You'd love the tech of it. Uh, I, I just
1: know I'm going to love this restaurant. That sounds very cool It is me. so nice. So Actually, yo, nice is not the right word. We're sidetracked because... I say that David is also very good. He, David, together with his partner, Gary, is also a lovely human being, very polite. And the whole family works at that restaurant. So when you go there and you're welcomed into the restaurant, it's just a nice experience. You feel welcome. And uh, they have a phenomenal sommelier, the head sommelier, Vickers, who is this long, lanky beanpole of a man. His waist size is like 11 he doesn't wear size-thirty pants, he, <laughs> no, he takes one leg from a size-thirty pant <laughs> and he pulls it on. Okay. Cup. Especially and made for him. What a fantastic human being, and what a knowledgeable sommelier, absolutely fabulous, and uh, so also the, that's the beauty of that experience, So you you have the character of Vicus, you have mm. the character of David behind, you have the character of Gary's, I think it's his sister and the family behind. So you've got this whole vibe at the restaurant and it's, you just feel coddled, you know, you feel that's special. It
2: that is a special feeling. And,
1: and, you know, Vickers always, when he sees me, he runs over with his little leather apron across the back and gets me a good bottle of wine. And so, and so, you know, in that case, I don't even look at the price of the wine. And normally it's a bloody expensive bottle of wine and I don't care because actually in this fact, he's not choosing the wine because it's expensive. He's choosing the wine because it's great and he knows it's going to suit what I'm eating. And, and what you love. Isn't that the experience you want? I
2: mean, Absolutely. I've always
1: said you can have a, a 50 Rand burger, which is lousy value for money.
2: Mm-hmm. Or
1: you can have a 500 Rand meal, which is excellent value for money. It's all relative. Yeah.
2: It, it, it is actually all relative.
1: Yeah. And talking of personally run restaurants, have you been to any of the restaurants run by the guys from the Cubes group?
2: I don't think so. <sighs>
1: I thought you liked this social butterfly. I'm almost embarrassed to say
2: it. Ah, sorry, man.
1: Yeah. Okay, but sorry. I mean, yeah. also his restaurant, so magnificently successful. And all run by one individual and uh, really uh, driven by them.
2: Well, I'll have to visit now.
1: Yeah. And now DW1113, same story. Consistent uh, contender for top 10 in South Africa. Always a uh, good place to be yeah? Always. And run by Martinez himself, uh, character plus plus. Um, serving really, really fantastic food. Uh,
2: what is their speciality?
1: Their speciality, I would say, is fusion food, but not confusion food. So
2: Not the poke bowl?
1: No. What he does is I think he very intelligently combines interesting flavors to create new combinations, but not for the sake of shocking the customer and trying to prove mm. what, you know, it's not a dick-swinging competition. Yeah, I don't
2: enjoy those. No,
1: he's, he's really a really clever guy. And uh, what he's done is he's certainly stamped his imprint on the dining room. And uh, it's a good individual, properly run, personalized Mm. experience.
2: I shall have to go visit.
1: Yeah. But then we're seeing again, and this for me is a very nice trend as well, is we're seeing the growth or we're seeing one or two really good hotel restaurants again. So whereas I think hotel restaurants used to be pretty diabolical. Well, of course... Originally, the hotel restaurant used to be the place to go. I
2: mean, way yeah, the, back great, wing, oh, of course, the
1: great five-star hotels had, all had restaurants, the Colton, where places you – know, my father used to work at the Colton. Uh, I know the great uh, Massa Antonio, uh, his, his dad used to work there, and uh, my friend Gianni, who, by the way, is a, isn't that a wonderful person he wrote? Now, a funny th- thing about Massa Antonio, it is a, mm. a chain, but all the stores are individually run, and they're run by clever people we who like are that, characters. So it comes look, back to
2: the character. It's the thing. character
1: thing. So so if you go to Masanthaya, for example, in lova it's Paolo, And mm. you know then you're going to go there and everyone will recognize you at the door. So theoretically it is a chain store, but it's not – it's a brand. There are very, un-
2: very few chain yeah. stores who are able to pull off individually. Yes, absolutely. And I think they got that one right. They got
1: that one right. Very, very right.
2: Very, very few, but yeah. Mm. They got that one right.
1: Yeah. And uh, – so you're seeing the growth again of the good quality hotel restaurants. So we were saying that... What do you
2: think of the Maximilian in Da Vinci?
1: I haven't mm-hmm. eaten there lately. The last time I ate there was during the World Cup. It was... Oh, that's a bit a long ago. Yeah, it was acceptable at the time. It wasn't like great.
2: Have you been there since Sylvester? Been, no. You should. And you should, Yeah. Really? They do a, um, he does me, let me rather say, a seafood chowder that used to be on the menu, but it's no longer on the menu, but he makes me when I go. Isn't that nice? As you see, character and yeah. knows what I like. Yeah. Yeah, so Sylvester's very good with that. And I think he's doing a bit of a morning show on one of the stations, or a TV show. And yeah, he's he's, he's a great young chef. Mm. I have a lot of time and, for it. And
1: you know what's wonderful is, uh, I think both Tsoho Sun and Sun International have got a couple of uh, stores that are, are run very, very well, very individually, uh, very nice. I'm going to use, I absolutely love the group, Chief Sommelier of Tsoho Sun. Um, I'm talking about Miguel Che. Yeah, I know Miguel. Ubiquitous yes, Miguel yes, Chen. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Queen. <laughs> She's lovely. The wonderful Mauritian boy. I call him boy. I mean, I can't believe it, but he really is one of my best friends. But what a knowledge he has of wine. He's literally in psychobadaic on wine and he's not scared to talk about it.
2: Not shy at and all. so I
1: must admit, the first time I ever met uh, Miguel, I disagreed with him on a, on a wine and he actually was right and I was wrong, which I hate being wrong.
2: Yeah, did you yeah.
1: be quiet about it? Yeah, so, yeah, I just thought he was an asshole because anyone who disagrees with me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but I've actually, actually grown <laughs> to love him so much and what a clever guy. And and um, and a what, nice
2: guy. Yeah,
1: aggressive pricing strategy, which is very nice for a change in, in hotel restaurants to have well-priced wines.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, if you go to especially the restaurant at Hyde Park. Very cool.
2: Hyde Park. Um, yeah. The, at the Hyde, yeah. The yeah, Park I hotel, there, yeah. Not, not long ago. Very cool um, restaurant. Very good restaurant. Very cool
1: selection of wines. Uh, well run. Yes. And yeah. And I do you
2: like that they, they give the chefs a bit more of a free reign. Mm. So that you don't have that hotel feel. Mm. And in the same
1: vein is if you're looking for a nice spot for a business lunch, uh, Maslow Hotel. Mezzo Mezzo and fantastic. Very nice restaurant there. I run have, by Sun International.
2: Very, very nice.
1: Conventional uh, hotel restaurant, but well run, nice food. I had
2: a, a dessert there the other day. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, I loved it. it was mm-hmm. also it was it was not a conventional I think it was a creme brulee type of but it was deconstructed into fabulousness. It was just done so well. And definitely mm-hmm. Somebody
1: group, thought of it. Yeah, the group pastry chef at sunny is a very clever boy. So I, I
2: love yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I loved he's, he's a very clever boy. Yeah. So that's it. we are just seeing this growth in of characters. we see or one by Fantastic.
2: Very nice.
1: Best, re- actually, probably the best hotel restaurant in Amazing. The, uh, and in the Jersey. view? The view's good. Food fantastic.
2: Afternoon tea. Uh,
1: Wineless done by Miguel Chia. Exactly. So, I
2: mean, he's a, he's no, a good guy.
1: He's a good guy. I don't know what uh, Tsocha-san are paying him, but Tsocha-san, <laughs> if your executives are listening to this show, you don't pay Miguel Chan enough. He's worth his weight in gold, is Miguel Chan.
2: Yeah, and he's a character in himself. Yeah, totally. Again.
1: Totally, totally, totally.
2: So what we've come down to is we need a good quality food. Mm-hmm. We need characters in a restaurant.
1: We need sommeliers, managers, matricers. We need adults. people who
2: actually know what they're talking about. Correct. And we need a dining room that intrigues. In case your company is boring.
1: Yes, and I think that's the one thing I try to create in, in the dining room at Forty. You know, and and I see it now as a growing trend. Dining rooms are just getting interesting. They just opened La Rosa downstairs and them, from Rosa. us at um, Santan Square. What a beautiful dining room that's got these like Day of the Dead skulls on the wall but oh I had my birthday like color. that
2: last year and oh. you know another
1: dining room that reminds you. so I love this La dining room and, and love
2: I it. love the
1: atmosphere their food's good they do jugs of margarita which of course I do know that works <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> I do and, know yeah. and then um, in the same vein I love this restaurant in Parktown called La Bocaria. have you been
2: there? I've been <gasps> there many 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 times what
1: a lovely spot I love their food Lots of interesting food. And isn't the... It's just such a nice individual dining. It's a dining.
2: very open space. Yeah. Although it can... I mean, it can seat a whole bunch of people. But it's mm. it's it just... Because of the outside coming inside with all the opening doors and, and uh, the lighting and the, the decoration and... Fantastic. Just, just Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, just and what I like about going there also is the food. I've never found it to be heavy. Yeah. So I don't roll out of there.
1: Yeah, feeling yeah.
2: Feeling ill actually.
1: I actually enjoy Yeah, quite going fresh. Very fresh, very new. They had a very
2: lovely um, lunch special going on during March, which I hope they'll extend again. Well,
1: what amazed me was it, and what I love these, their wineless There's not one wine there that probably your average diner will even recognize. That is awesome. They do all these small little swatland producers and so on. And, uh, it's interesting. and then I just want to say at this point, just that the listeners, and I'm going to repeat it again. I am not paid by any restaurant. There we'll is no about
2: sponsorship. There is no sponsorship
1: on this show. We are on this show because we love food and we love supporting people that are doing different stuff with food. And, uh, you know, I believe that I try and offer that in my place, but oh, I'm not here to talk you. about in my place. We're here to talk about people that are doing interesting things in food. And I yeah, think and that…
2: And if you are doing interesting things…
1: Sure, but, but what is the nice thing is I think that uh, dining rooms are starting to offer that X-factor. So yes. you've got to realise that uh, if the food, if you consider sort of the food as art, then you must support the visual arts, you must support the exactly. arts in general, opera, music. Any music, jazz music, we're doing burlesque evenings at the moment, and I see burlesque is growing across Joburg, which I think is very... I
2: I think burlesque has always been a thing. Yeah. But I was a little disappointed in that I went to a pop-up restaurant at Rand Lord's. The food was fantastic. The Mm -hmm. entertainment was fantastic. Actually, the whole evening was awesome, except... That the advertisement for entertainment hinted toward burlesque, and it wasn't.
1: Oh, wow. um, it
2: was more the show of, instead, you know, more the hint of instead mm. of burlesque. So I would have preferred it if they made people totally uncomfortable and did the burlesque show mm. instead of hinting at it, because mm. it's one of the reasons I was excited to go to mm. this dinner. Mm. It, it was a it was a it was a pop up dinner. Really fantastic food. Cannot complain about anything. Great wines.
1: But, just, but that, I was
2: just a little we, bit of false We didn't push it over the, the edge.
1: edge. Yeah, they didn't yeah I would have the liked okay.
2: them to push it. Push a little. Push I, mean, the I mean, we were wearing masks. Come on. It was all this, you know, eyes mm. wide shut stuff. Yeah, we could have done the burlesque. They could have done it, yeah. <laughs> they could have gone yeah. all out there.
1: Good. So, yeah, this has just been so nice having you here we're gonna have I tell you what, I'm going to invite you often, And we're just going to talk a whole lot of cuck full an hour, and hopefully keep people partially entertained. <laughs> and if not, they can have a good nap during the show, if one was needs nice to relax. And, and um, I'll do a random
2: shout-out to, to just a few of my friends, who, so they will have to listen for their shout-out. Exactly. You exactly. See.
1: So, and, uh, amongst your 87... 87 <laughs>
2: That's not quite that much.
1: Or to quote our former president, the 87 150...
2: Uh, and 502,000 yeah.
1: million. So, uh, tomorrow's Let's vote. Exciting day, let's go and vote tomorrow. Let's go vote. Yeah, I know this show is being recorded, so by then we'll know what's happened. But just remember that you can't bitch about this country if you haven't voted. Totally. So whatever you vote, vote with your heart, vote with your mind, but just go and vote.
2: Actually vote with your mind, but take your heart with you.
1: Yeah. But I wanna say how awesome having you a and Thank how you awesome so for me having. to be able to have forty on food. On gay Say Radio, I'm so proud to be on this radio station now, this is such an exciting venture. If you have to look at the offices here, they are, you know, they're working hard, they've just moved in, they're semi-dilapidated, but we've got a professional studio here. You know, I've been and, in, in,
2: involved with, with um, the gay community for as long as I've been involved with social media, about five years. years—and. They've been very supportive of me, and I've been very supportive of them, and it's something close to my heart. and I'm mm. so glad to see you doing this.
1: I'm delighted. Listeners, thanks very much for listening to us, and uh, we'll uh, see you next week with uh, 40 on Food. And uh, yeah, just have a listen in on my car show, too, for all your petrol heads out there. I'm going to be bringing in a whole selection of petrol heads for you to listen to good information and uh, help you make, uh, I think. Uh, Good choices, buying your next cars. No one advertises on, on our show. It's not related to... So we just talk about cars we really like and cars that uh, ticket our fancy and... uh just the same way that we've just talked about restaurants that are tickling our fancy. I'm very excited that uh, I'm going to speak to a very good friend of mine, also a gay icon, Errol Gobi, and ask him to be on the show uh, yeah, with fantastic. me in the next one, from Errol from Bell Gables, literally someone that's become a legend in the South African restaurant world, somebody I admire and love very much. So he'll be on the next show, and we look forward to you joining us. Thanks very Wonderful. much for listening to us. Cheers.